0: This program is brought to you by Bible Way Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4 says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. The topic for discussion today in episode 10 is going to be from Matthew chapter 5 and verse 8. If we are going to draw near to God, see god then we must possess a pure heart matthew chapter 5 and verse 8 says blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see god the only way to see god is to have a pure heart our sin in our life stains our hearts it makes it impossible for us to stand before god We know that every person alive today has sinned in their lives. In Romans chapter 3 and verse 23, the Bible says, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And it is this sin that separates us from the Almighty. It's what stains our heart. In Isaiah chapter 59, verses 1 and 2, it says, Behold, the Lord's hand is not shortened, that it cannot save, nor is ear heavy, that it cannot hear but your iniquities have separated you from your God, and your sins have hid his face from you, so that he will not hear. You see, sin puts a wall between us and God. It separates us from God. It hides his face from us. And so, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If we want to see God, we have to remove that sin from our lives. In Isaiah chapter 64 and verse 6 it says, But we are all like unclean things. All our righteousness are like filthy rags. We all fade as a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, have taken us away. Our iniquities, if we allow it, will take us away from God where we will never see God the only way to see god is to go through christ in john chapter 14 verse 6 it says for i am the way the truth and the life and no one comes unto the father except by me well why why is the only way through christ it's because he's perfect and he is the only one that can stand before god because he has a pure heart we've all sinned our righteousness is like filthy rags And it is that that has separated us from God. In Matthew chapter 5, I'm sorry, Matthew chapter 15, verses 17 through 20, it says, Do you not understand that what enters the mouth goes into the stomach and is eliminated? But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart, and they defile a man for out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, blasphemes. These are the things which defile a man. But to eat with unwashed hands does not defile a man." And so Jesus tells the Pharisees and Sadducees what defiles a man. And it's not what they put into their mouth, it's what comes out of their mouth. Because what comes out of their mouth comes from their heart. And that's what defiles a man. For out of the heart proceeds evil thoughts, murders, adulteries, fornications, thefts, false witness, and blasphemies. You see, for what proceeds out of the the heart is sin. And so we have to purify our heart. We don't do that by washing our hands. We do that by washing our heart. In Exodus chapter 33 And verse 20, it says, But he said, You cannot see my face, for no man shall see me and live. God says, No one can see me and live. Why? Because Moses could not stand before God. He was a man. He had sin in his life. And he couldn't stand before God in that condition because the only people that can see God are those that are pure in heart. And so Moses, being a man, like the rest of us, could not see God. And Ezekiel chapter 18, verses 30 through 32, the Bible says, Therefore I will judge you, O house of Israel, everyone according to his ways, says the Lord God. Repent and turn from all your transgressions, so that iniquity will not be your ruin. Cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed, and get yourself a new heart and a new spirit. For why should you die, O house of Israel? For I have no pleasure in the death of one who dies, says the Lord God. Therefore, turn and live. Notice he told Israel that they needed to repent. From their transgression or iniquity would be their ruin. They would not be able to see God because their heart was not pure. In verse 31 says, cast away from you all the transgressions which you have committed and get yourself a new heart. Make your heart new. Purify your heart and purify your spirit. For why should you die? If you do not do this Israel, if you do not take your sin and turn from it. It's going to be your ruin. Purify your heart and your spirit, or else you will die. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus. We need to learn how to purify our heart and our spirit, or we, like Israel, will die, because we have sin in our lives that needs to be cleansed. David, a man after God's own heart, Said this, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. David understood that he had sin in his life, and the only way to stand before God is to have a pure heart. And so he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. He understood if this did not take place, if his heart was not washed, then he would be cast away from the presence of God, just as sin was going to be the ruin of Israel. We need to learn how to create within ourselves a clean heart so sin is not our ruin. If we're going to draw near to God, see God, then we must possess a pure heart. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. If we do not have a pure heart, we will not be able to see God. Well, how do we do this? The only way to do this is to go through Christ. In Galatians chapter 3 and verse 27 it says, "For many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. If we're going to purify our hearts, we've got to put on Christ. If we're going to see God, we have to go through Christ. John chapter 14 and verse 6, "For I am the way, the truth and the life, and no one comes unto the Father except by me." Or through me and so we need to learn how to go through christ in order to have a pure heart in galatians chapter 3 and verse 27 we are told that baptism is how we get into christ or go through christ in order to have a pure heart why do we need a pure heart because all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of god romans chapter 3 and verse 23 Moses couldn't stand before God without a pure heart. The children of Israel could not stand before God without a pure heart. And we know that the only one that had a pure heart, the only one that was perfect and could stand before God, was Christ. And so we need to learn how to go through him in order to have our sins washed away. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus or through Christ Jesus. In 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 7, the Bible says, As I urged you when I went into Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes rather than godly edification, which is in faith. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from a sincere faith, from which some have strayed, having turned aside to idle talk. Desiring to be teachers of the law, understanding neither what they say nor the things which they affirm. Now notice in verse 5 it says, Now the purpose of the commandment is from a pure heart and from a good conscience. Well, how do we purify our hearts? How do we have a good conscience? Peter tells us how in First Peter chapter 3 and verses 21 and 22. There is also an antitype which now saves us. Baptism, not the removal of the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience toward God through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Baptism is what purifies our hearts. It's what washes our hearts. It's what saves us. It's what gives us a clean conscience. Paul was telling Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 5. Now the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a heart that has been washed by baptism in obedience to God so that it can have a good conscience. You see, the only way that we can teach people today what God wants of them is if we know what God wants of us and we are obedient to him and we have a pure heart and a good conscience. Blessed are the pure in heart for they shall see God. How can we teach people about God if we don't know God? If we haven't seen God, if we haven't experienced having a pure heart. If we're going to draw near to God, see God, then we must possess a pure heart. And this is what Paul was telling Timothy in 1 Timothy chapter 1 verses 3 through 7 that he left him there so that he could teach others how to have a pure heart, how to Put away from themselves all this evil that has surrounded them. How to get away from idle talk. How to know the law so that they can be teachers of it. In verse 3, he was to charge some that they teach no other doctrine, nor give heed to fables and endless genealogies which cause disputes, rather than godly edification which is in faith. In Acts chapter 22 and verse 16, were showed how we cleanse our heart. Paul, who was then Saul of Tarsus and had lived a life of persecuting Christians, was met by Jesus on the road to Damascus and blinded and sent to Ananias, the preacher. And this is what Ananias told him in Acts chapter 22 and verse 16. And now why are you waiting? Arise and be baptized and wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. Remembering here that only the pure in heart are going to see God. This is how we start our walk with God. We wash away our sins in baptism so that we can have a pure heart. One that is forgiven of sin. One that now has the blood of Christ. Wash away His sins so that he can be pure in heart. In Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 22, the Bible says, Therefore, brethren, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he consecrated for us through the veil that is his flesh, and having a high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true Heart. You see, again, the idea that the only way to draw near to God is to have a true heart, a pure heart, in full assurance of faith, a good conscience. The way that we obtain a good conscience before God, 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 21, the life figure one, to baptism doth not also save, not the putting away the filth of the flesh, but the answer of a good conscience towards God by the resurrection of Jesus Christ is through baptism. And so we draw near to God with a true heart, having washed away all of our sins, and now we have a clean conscience. In verse 22 of Hebrews chapter 10, let's draw near to God with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. You see, they're pure because they've been washed with pure water through the watery grave of baptism for the forgiveness of their sins. And now, in verse 23, we are to hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. And so if we're going to draw near to God, we have to have a true or pure heart. If we are going to draw near to God, see God, then we must possess a pure heart that has been washed in the watery grave of baptism. First Peter chapter 1, verses 22 and through chapter 2 and verse 3. Since you have purified your souls in obeying the truth... <clears throat> Through the spirit and sincere love of the brethren, love one another fervently with a pure heart, having been born again, not of corruptible seed, but incorruptible through the word of God, which lives and abides forever, because all flesh is as grass, and all the glory of man as the flower of the grass. The grass withers, and its flower falls away, but the word of the Lord endures forever. Now this is the word which by the gospel was preached to you, therefore laying aside all malice all deceit hypocrisy envy and all evil speaking as newborn babes desire the pure milk of the word that you may grow thereby if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious and so in verse 23 since you have purified your souls how in obeying the truth obeying the gospel having our souls washed with pure water we love one another Having been born again, well, how are we born again? According to John chapter 3, Jesus talking to Nicodemus, it's by water and the Spirit. That's how we're born again. Look at John chapter 3. And verse 5. Jesus answered, Most assuredly I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot inherit the kingdom of God. You have to purify yourself. You have to have your sins washed away in the watery grave of baptism where we cannot see God. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. We have to obey the truth. We have to have our sins washed away. And we have to lay aside all malice, deceit, hypocrisy, envy, and evil speaking. And be reborn, not of corruptible seed, but of incorruptible If we're going to draw near to God, see God, then we must possess a pure heart. And the verse that we're going to leave you with today is from Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said to them, Repent, and let every one of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. This is how we purify our heart so that we can stand before God. Then, after we've done that, we have to keep our heart pure until the end we have to remain faithful unto death and he will give us a crown of life so as we go about our lives today let let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives digest it into our lives and mold our lives around the word of god this has been spiritual appetizers small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite thank you So, as we go about our lives today, let's take this little bit of food and apply it to our lives, digest it into our lives, and mold our lives around the Word of God. This has been Spiritual Appetizers, small devotional tidbits to stimulate the spiritual appetite. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.